For some context, I'm a 16-year-old male. Last year, I got into a horrible accident which resulted in me almost dying. Because of that accident, my chest and my breathing starts to hurt at random moments. My limbs also start to shake uncontrollably. Anyways, I live and was raised in the countryside. We live on a really big property with a lot of bushes and trees. I'm also very paranoid and I don't typically trust any strangers. So it's half past one in the morning and I'm watching a movie while on the couch. My parents were asleep and my sister was out of town drinking when suddenly I saw the motion detecting light flip on outside. The shutters were shut but the light was so bright that you could actually see cracks of light coming right through the shutters. Then I heard the back door start to rattle. I thought it was just my sister who had come home from drinking. She didn't come in for another 20 minutes though, so I asked her what she was doing staying outside that long. What do you mean? I just came home, she said. I brushed it off thinking that it must have been the wind because there was a very heavy storm going on that night. Me and my sister part ways for the night and we both go to bed. The next night it's 1.15am and I was making myself a sandwich in the kitchen which connects to the garage. I also want to add that my dog and cat also sleep in the garage. Then out of nowhere, my dog started going crazy, barking really loud. At first I thought he was barking at the cat, but when he didn't stop after a minute, that's when I started to get suspicious. Then I remembered what went down last night. Like I said before, I'm really paranoid, so I go to grab my knife since all of the guns are kept in the garage. Just when I'm about to go into the garage, my dog finally shuts up. I put my ear against the garage door for several minutes. Nothing. Really freaked out, I just decided to go to bed. I decided I would tell my parents about it the next day, but they just brushed it off. It's now the next night, and it's 1.46am. At this point, I was honestly just expecting for the dog to start barking, with my knife in hand. And there it was. My dog started going absolutely ballistic yet again. This time I rush to the garage, and just as I'm approaching it, I then start to hear shuffling in the garage. Now I'm positive somebody's in there. I slammed open the door, and what do you know? Nothing. I search the entire fucking garage, and still nothing. I tell my mom since my dad was on a business trip. I told her that we might need to call the police. She didn't believe me, and she actually forbade me from calling the cops. I went back downstairs thinking I was going crazy. Maybe this really was just all in my head. And that's when I then heard a whistle right through the window. I then ran to the window and opened the shutters. Nothing. I started walking to the garage when I heard another tap, followed by another whistle at the kitchen window. I swung open the blinds to see the motion sensor light on. I burst in the garage to grab a shotgun, but it's empty. I was looking everywhere for the ammo, but I couldn't find one single shell anywhere. That's when I then realized that the shotgun ammo wasn't the only ammo that was missing. All of the ammo, rifle, pistol, revolver, and shotgun were all gone. Then I heard three taps right on the garage door right next to me, followed by yet another whistle and a laugh. Luckily, I knew where my dad had kept the spare ammo hidden at, so I grabbed the shells from the hidden stash, which was luckily not found by the guy. I go back inside the living room to hear more taps and whistles at every fucking window. The living room window, the kitchen, the game room, the garage, everywhere. 
The guy kept tapping and whistling and sometimes laughing at every fucking window. I really have no idea how he was managing this. We live in a really huge house. He must have been literally sprinting around the house, and even if he was, it would be almost impossible to keep this up. I was waiting outside the kitchen door for him to show up at the window, and there it was, the taps and the whistle and that damn laugh. I then burst out the door, locked and loaded. He was gone, or so I thought, because when I then looked up, I saw a tall, slim black shape in a hoodie right on the roof. Just when I'm about to shoot it, I drop to the ground, unable to breathe because of my condition. While I lay there on the cold ground, I aim my gun at the guy on the roof, but my body starts to shake uncontrollably, also because of my condition. The guy jumps down, and I kid you not, he puts his fucking lips right on my ear and starts whistling. I lay there, pretty sure I'm about to die, when he then starts walking off in the direction of my pool. After two or three minutes, I scramble myself up using my shotgun as a sort of walking stick because my legs are still shaking. I thought that he was now gone, so I went back inside. This time when I told my mom, she finally believed me. But just right when we were about to call the cops, we take a look outside the window, and I kid you not, we actually saw this guy's head popping out from the pool. The cops eventually arrived and they searched the property. They found all the missing ammo in our shed. They also found muddy footprints all around our property. And get this, the words oh no carved in the wall. We also managed to find out that he got inside the garage by moving a heavy metal plate which blocked a hole to the outside. An absolute nightmare. So to the whistling psychotic laughing maniac, I dare you to come back so I can finish the job this time. I'm telling this story on behalf of my friend who experienced this traumatic incident. It will be told from his perspective. Also, I apologize in advance since English is not my first language. First, to provide some background, I'm a 21-year-old guy and I live in what I like to call medical housing. Basically, in this little village I live in, you either must be retired or have health problems like I do, but at the same time, you must be able to be somewhat self-sufficient. Each resident has their own cottage. The layout of the cottage can either be one bedroom or two bedrooms. Mine was a one bedroom. As soon as you walk into the cottage, you walk into the living room and then the dining room is on the right. And in the dining room, there is a way to the back porch. Then there's a kitchen, a small hallway in the living room that leads to the bathroom and the bedroom. There is a closet in the living room by the front door, another closet in the bedroom, then there is a huge walk-in closet in the bedroom as well. This is just the layout of my specific cottage. Each cottage is different. Now, on to the story. This incident took place two weeks ago. While I was at social hour with a few of my fellow residents at the village, a couple of them were mentioning how they were getting knocks on the door at night and on the windows. One resident claimed that someone even tried to twist the doorknob on her front door, but luckily it was nighttime when this took place and it was locked. We all just thought it was just a couple of kids being little delinquents since we were not too far from another neighborhood. We just assumed that the person was just messing around. Our village did not have a whole lot of security because at the time we did not feel very many disturbances. We didn't really think that we needed it, it being so tucked away in a safe area. Fast forward a few days, I had to go to physical therapy and I must have forgotten to lock my front door or my back porch door which again, 
due to how safe the area usually is, I did not worry too much about. Even during this pandemic, the village is very vibrant. You often see a bunch of residents walking around and talking to one another, since we are such a tight-knit community. So usually, if someone tried to sneak in that should not be there, someone would catch on. When I got home from physical therapy, I was extremely tired, and I took a long nap. I woke up to my neighbor from across the street coming in to help me get set up on all my machines, such as my feeding machine and my breathing equipment for the night. Her name is Vicky. She is an overly sweet, compassionate, and motherly person. Before her and her husband retired, she used to be a nurse and her husband, Frank, used to be a police officer. I got to know them well since Vicky helped me become Catholic two years prior. During the day, we have staff that come help us with our basic needs if we need it such as getting to and from our bathroom and bed safely. They are not trained with medical training that I need, but a lot of the residents that I know that live here used to be nurses before they retired. We made it a little routine in our little village that for some of the residents like me who are not retired but younger with health problems, the more able-bodied retired residents if they used to be nurses would go help the residents that have health problems with their medical care since they have years of medical experience under their belt. I was waking up from my nap when Vicky said, Hey sweetheart, I'm here to do the care for you. Before she could finish her sentence, she paused while she was grabbing the IV bag for the night. Then, out of nowhere, she went over to my furnace and turned on my heat, but she didn't really twist the dial and she said, That's strange, your heat's not working. It's supposed to be a cold night tonight and we cannot have you sleeping without any heat due to your health. Why don't you come stay at my cottage for the night until maintenance comes and fix your heat in the morning? I was very groggy from being tired and doing lots of work at physical therapy that I did not think twice about what she said until I saw the look on her face. She used to be in a theater group when she was in college and since I grew up in theater groups as well, I could tell when someone was acting and even though she was a good actor, I could tell something was going on. She was pretending that my heat was not working. I was nervous and wondering what was going on, but I just went along with it. All my medical supplies that I would need for the night were right next to my travel suitcase that would fit all my supplies and my feeding pump was on my IV pole, my oxygen tank was on wheels, and my BiPAP could easily be packed into my travel suitcase. She got everything packed up quickly and she helped me get up and walk to my front door and I could tell she was going a little fast, but I was too tired to say anything. While she was walking me out of the house, I heard something come from my walk-in closet and I assumed it was just the cat using his litter box or something. Due to my health problems and my breathing, it's really not good if I get scared. I could stop breathing altogether. The reason why I say this is because when she got me in the house and as Frank was getting the extra bed set up for me, she explained to me that when she was grabbing an IV bag from where I keep them, since it was right next to the walk-in closet, she caught a glimpse of someone crouching in my closet and she had to pretend that my heater was not working. I felt like I was going to throw up, because for all I know, that person could have been in there the entire time I was at physical therapy, or they could have made their way in there while I was taking a nap. The sense of serenity I had at that village was temporarily gone. Vicky could tell I was disturbed by this, so she gave me a hug and said, Don't be scared. Frank and I will be here with you all night. I wish I could say this was the end of the story, but it is not. After Vicky got me ready for the night and while I was sleeping, I woke up to hearing tapping on the spare bedroom window, and lo and behold, I saw the person that Vicky was talking about who was hiding in my closet. It was a man. I do not know how tall he was, but from my guess, he was probably six feet tall, maybe a little under. He literally tapped on the window and said, 
I see you awake in there, and I'm coming in one way or another. I called for Vicky, and she woke up right away and said a concerned, Frank, get your gun now. Even though he's retired, Frank is still an intimidating guy, even without the gun, and both him and Vicky were rushing in the room. Since I could not get up on my own due to me being hooked up to my machines, I was beyond scared because I really could not defend myself. As soon as they both came in, Frank pointed his gun at the lunatic who was still at the window. Frank said, Get off my property before I blow your freaking brains out, you nutcase. As Frank was threatening the crazy person at the other side of the window, Vicky was helping me get up and both her and I went and hid in the walk-in closet in the master bedroom. She locked the door to the master bedroom. Because I was starting to get really scared, it was starting to affect my breathing, and even though I was still hooked up to my oxygen, due to how scared I was, there was a risk that I could stop breathing out of nowhere due to me being really scared. When I was having trouble breathing, Vicky said, Honey, I know you're scared, but I need you to do some nice and easy breathing. A few minutes later, there was a knocking at the master bedroom door. Vicky asked who it was and it was Frank. As soon as she went and opened the door, Frank came rushing in and told her to call the police because the guy was not just tapping on the window now, he was literally banging. Vicky called the police and luckily, since they do drive-bys at the village quite frequently, a cop car was not far away. When they came, they found cracks in her window in the spare bedroom, but unfortunately, they did not find the guy. The police asked if I could give them a statement on what went on, but Vicky told them that would not be possible because of my breathing. I was practically traumatized. I was so scared. So Frank gave my statement on behalf of me. Due to the cracks on the window and me being beyond shaken up, there was no way I was sleeping in that spare bedroom, and now my breathing had to be watched carefully throughout the night. Frank slept in the spare bedroom that night while Vicky and I slept in the master. I was a bit more comforted there. The police got in contact with the staff at the office the next day regarding what happened, and ever since this incident, the staff has hired overnight security guards and day security. They are working on raising enough money to set up a gate to block people from coming in that should not be there. A few days after this, Frank installed security cameras and alarms in my cottage, and in his as well. Now, I always make sure I lock my door when I'm going out when I'm taking a nap, and at night. When I was an infant, I was in a freak accident where a gun in the back of my parents' pickup had actually misfired, and the bullet went through my mom's wrist, both top and bottom, and then the bullet entered through my left foot right on the side and up through the top. I still have my foot, and I got super lucky. Fast forward about 34 years. It's now March 2018. I'm battling one of the worst ear infections I've ever had. I had barely slept for days because I couldn't lay my head flat without bawling my eyes out. My fiancé Steve had been working construction and he takes sleeping meds in order to fall asleep. So we go to bed on this Thursday night as he had to work early in the morning on the Friday. I was finally beating the ear infection so this night I was totally out sleeping so heavy for the first time in days. I awoke to a noise but just assumed Steve was getting up to go to the bathroom or something, so I dozed right back off, but then I heard yelling. I'm in a brain fog and my brain isn't awake or processing anything. I heard more yelling so I remember jumping out of the bed and standing up in the dark and I was able to comprehend that it was Steve yelling. For some reason, I thought that maybe the cops were in my house or something. But the first words my brain actually understood were, Give me the money. Wait, what? The cops don't yell that. What the hell's going on here? 
Steve is buck naked in all his glory, charging at these assailants, and then he slams our bedroom door, trying to keep them from getting into the room where I am. These bastards try swinging the door open, and Steve slams the door shut again. All of a sudden, I start hearing popping noises. These motherfuckers were actually shooting at us. I watch Steve Spider-Man around the room trying to not take a bullet, but keeping our door shut so they can't get to me. I hear Steve yelling, Get the gun! Get the gun! And my brain is thinking, why on earth would I charge these intruders and get their gun? Like I said before, I was sleeping super hard and the brain fog in my brain in stupid mode. I finally realized that he's talking about getting our gun. Yeah, I'm a dumbass. So I click the light on, grab our gun, and then hand it to Steve. These junky piece of shit intruders have now ran out the very same way they came in. Through the back door. Apparently my idiot roommate hadn't locked the back door. Anyways, I'm now shaking and I'm damn near hysterical at this point. Steve was grazed by two of the six bullets that had been shot at us. I spent an entire month tending to his wounds and nursing him back to health. We also got a dog and we installed a home security system. I sometimes still put a chair under the doorknob some nights, and I haven't had a good night's sleep in like two years. Most nights, Steve would have slept right through anything due to the meds, and I would have woke up to them. But by some miracle, he heard them first and protected me and himself like a true hero. He wasn't even supposed to be home yet. He was supposed to be in Florida until the next week, but came home early. I absolutely tremble at what these two armed robbers would have done to a woman all alone sleeping heavily and having no clue that they were there until it was too late. I think that I'm cursed or that the people who love me the most always end up having to take a bullet for me. My mom did it first and now my fiance has too. It scares me to tears to think that anyone that's close to me keeps having these freak gunshot incidents just for being close to me. To the dirty scumbag piece of shit intruders that broke into my house and took away my sense of security. I really fucking hope karma gets you. I work as a security guard for an alarm response company. We answer alarms for businesses and private residences. 99% of the time it's usually a motion detector set off by a cat. Or a restaurant forgot to disarm their stuff before the stock truck arrived to unload. In this specific case, I was called out to a house where the back door alarm was set off. Like it thought someone opened it. The owner was out of town but she was alerted by her app and she had her mother meet me there. We checked the door. It's locked. We figured that maybe someone tried the door but that it didn't budge, then setting off the alarm. But there's a light on inside. The mom mentions this to the daughter on the phone. Daughter says she isn't sure if she left the light on or not. It's a good idea to make people think someone's home, but she isn't sure. Well, that gave me a bad tingle. The mother wanted to go inside to check, but she didn't have a spare key. The neighbor did, but they were asleep and the mom didn't want to wake them. So I fill out my papers and go back to my normal patrol routes. An hour later, the same home sends an alert out. No, I'm the only one in my city zone, so I answer it again. When I pull up, police and CSI are there talking to the mother and now the awake neighbor. They're reviewing the video footage sent to them by the daughter. I look at the footage. 
There were four armed men wearing masks and hoodies that came out of the bathroom literally a minute after the mother and I left. They proceeded to rob the place. They had apparently broken in and then locked the door behind them for appearances. They're the ones who turned on the light. The mother then told me that three guys had robbed her daughter's home about a month before. Somehow they just knew when this girl would be out of town. They appeared smart, desiring a quiet robbery without any conflict, but they brought guns, so I guess they were prepared to shoot their way out of trouble if need be. The mother had wanted to go in that night. If she had had a key or woken the neighbor for the key, we would have likely been shot dead by these guys when we went inside. My work doesn't give me Kevlar vests or anything. If I ever get another house call when someone is there, I am definitely not going inside no matter what is asked of me. I count myself fortunate the way was blocked this time because I was absolutely prepared to foolishly go in and check if I could. The 1% of calls where something is actually off, it's never been as bad as this one. To those armed robbers, I'm really, really glad we never met. <laughs>